0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ryan Selkis from Masari, aka the Two Bit Idiot. I uh, wanted to do a AMA on this Friday because I don't think I've ever done one on Twitter Live, and we often get a lot of questions about Masari, about how we're thinking about the markets, and uh, you know, just generally um, what we're excited about. So, uh, thought that this would be a pretty good opportunity to update folks on a lot of the goings-on at Masari as well as uh, take some some audience questions. So, you know, for starters, many folks that follow me or, or have followed Atmosario Crypto um, know that we've been working really hard to bring transparency and, and more of a fundamentals focus to the, these crypto markets, uh, even when we started the company uh, back in the madness of, of Q4 2017. And 2018 was a monster year for us in terms of building towards that vision, but, uh, obviously the markets uh, were, were a little bit down. So on the one hand, it was carnage everywhere. On the other, um, we were able to stay heads down and, and, and we think deliver a lot of value and some pretty cool products, um, even more of which uh, we're excited to release in, in the next couple of weeks here, including some new market intelligence tools and, uh, and some more customizable dashboards through both on-chain FX and a new uh, tool that we're gonna be rolling out towards the end of Q2. So stay tuned for that, uh, should be pretty exciting. Um, if you think about Masari, though, you know our, our goal from day one was really to build a sort of S&P for crypto. Uh, and we wanted to do that uh, in a way that was gonna be sustainable. Um, if you think about what S&P does, they do market indices, they do ratings for public companies, and then they have this large market intelligence division that helps folks understand um, what's going on in, in a given commodities or, or, or equity sector. And um, for us, uh, you can't actually get things like indices and, and, and ratings in an in industry this young, uh, unless you have some underlying benchmark. So we started the Misari Transparency Registry uh, and now have 20 amazing projects uh, that are signed up, uh, including several top 25 projects, MakerDAO, Alika. Uh, Blockstack, which I'm sure you know, may be a top 25 project once they once they start trading publicly, um, and, and a handful of others, and um, and what these projects have committed to uh, is providing some level of transparency about their teams, their roadmaps, and how they're managing their supply uh, uh, token supply over time. Um, a lot of people neglect that when they think about the crypto markets. They just think about exchange data and price discovery and they think about blockchain data. Um, How can you actually parse these nodes and and get valuable insights and information. Um, But people don't fully appreciate that a lot of the uh, most important information still happens off chain. Uh, It's in the minds of the developers, uh, it's in the communities and and, and how are they actually interacting, how healthy is the dialogue in a given community. Uh, And then of course, a lot of this happens still behind closed doors, either via contracts, um, legal contracts, uh, much less smart contracts, um, or just other bespoke agreements with folks on the team or, or with related entities. Um, so what we've tried to do before we get into pricing indices or uh, pricing you know, any type of rating system is, is just try to create a single source of truth uh, with our Agora data library and, and with what we've been doing with this disclosures registry. Uh, and once we actually have some level of consistency Uh, and have been able to prove that some of the methodologies that we're working on uh, are actually gonna be useful to the market, um, then we can start to build on top of that. Not only us, but any other third-party data service or exchange or reference data provider uh, that's trying to uh, sync up their data uh, feeds and and come up with a single source of truth for, uh, for for some of the new synthetic assets that might be developed in the future, um, or if they're just trying to help investors, you know, better score the the risk uh, that might be in their portfolio, hidden or more, more, more apparent. So um, that's a little bit about you know where Masari is right now. Um, I am really excited to take questions about the market, um, but let me see if we have. Any comments so far we've got a ton of live viewers which is exciting but no one quite yet has popped up Uh, so let me look on my Twitter uh, because I'm I'm double screening here I've obviously got the phone in my hand since the shakiness from too many cups of coffee this morning but let me see if there's any uh, folks that are popping up on our notifications all right go to mentions Overall thoughts on Cardano here. So, you know, we don't make price predictions. Um, I I think, you know, Cardano is, is one of those projects that um, certainly has a, a, a high intelligence team behind it, but we haven't really seen much momentum from the broader community just yet. And I think that's probably a function of just how early stage the project still is. Um, I just think in general, the smart contract platform uh, space is, is gonna be hyper-competitive. And if, if I were to you know wager where some of the, the greater competition might ultimately uh, come for, for Ethereum in particular, uh, I, it's probably more likely to be Polkadot and Cosmos and, and some of these interoperable chains um, that are already starting to see pickup. So Aragon uh, at their conference just a couple weeks ago announced that they were gonna be building on top of Polkadot as a redundancy um the Truset team and, and and I think you know binance uh, for for their decks um, have disclosed that that you know they're thinking about working with cosmos um, so I, I you know and and frankly I'm, I think that's going to be a risk for for the ethereum community that they're gonna have to mitigate over time because you know even a team like us we've thought about doing a token curated registry it it um, it's tough to justify a massive R&D investment uh, for an early stage company into building on a smart contract platform whose underlying structure could change drastically uh, during the shift from, from Ethereum 1.0 to Ethereum 2.0. To so Cardano in particular, uh, I don't have strong feelings either way, uh, other than uh, it right now seems to be more sizzle than steak, but uh, that, that of course could change in the future. All right. Let's see what do we have next. I've got. How do you feel about memes? Uh, I I am strongly in favor of memes. Uh, I I think narratives drive this industry unlike any other public market that we've ever seen, and it's kind of indicative of, of who's actually holding these assets. Um. So you know, I think if you look at the healthiest communities right now, they're the ones with the strongest memes. Uh, the fact that Dogecoin hasn't died uh, is is kind of hilarious. Um, you know, Bitcoin has its digital gold meme. Ethereum had the world computer meme, and and now it's kind of transitioned to open finance. Um, uh, Ripple is is you know capitalized on this meme that they're a you know the Bitcoin for banks, uh, is something that the suit and tie community can feel good about. And uh, I think that the kind of across the board, the projects that you know, I'd say I'm most excited about, they have that strong X for Y comparison. Um, and, uh, and, and the communities kind of rally around a single cohesive message. All right, what do we have next?
1: Can we get a graph of the
0: Twitter community surrounding each coin on Masari? Great question from Bardia95. Um, yes, we are, we are currently working on sentiment scores and uh, aggregating data from not just GitHub, but Twitter and Reddit and, and you know, a variety of other sources. Uh, we have 75 data fields now on on-chain FX that you can sort and filter the top 800 assets um, in the markets. Uh, you can do that by you know, things like market cap and, and other price metrics. You can do it by exchange rated volume you can do it by uh, blockchain metrics uh, so you know inflation rates or transaction volume etc um, and then uh, we 've also added a, a number of of pretty interesting niche tools um, including uh, data from token data on the ICO markets how much these projects have raised when they raised it what the price was. And then this week, uh, we incorporated a new data feed from a site called Staking Rewards, where we're actually able to show exactly how much uh, folks that are, are participating in proof of stake systems might be able to earn uh, in return for locking up their tokens for some length of the time. Um, we have built, I think, one of the best data ingestion engines in the industry. Uh, and we've intentionally focused on breadth of data feeds versus going super in depth in any one area, um, simply because we think that there's a ton of data providers that do you know, a, a terrific job in, in getting the basics um, and more advanced metrics for things like blockchain data and markets data uh, done really well. So our focus is gonna be to provide as comprehensive a tool as possible for uh, as wide an audience as possible, but with a, uh, a bent towards helping anybody uh, better understand this asset class in and, and terms of uh, you know, how we scale that, uh, ultimately, we think that the, there's going to be a pretty large enterprise audience for, for some of these premium features. So, good question. All right. How do I look for more questions? The, the one thing that I haven't been able to figure out. Here, here we go. Okay, I was just fat fingering this screen. Uh, thoughts on CoinMine 1. have not heard of it, so I'm going to pass on that one. Got a lot of comments on my interview yesterday with Bill Barheit, uh, CEO of Abra. Um, I think Bill's phenomenal and, and it was a lot of fun to talk to him. Um, we're gonna be doing a, a whole lot more of that. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in this industry for almost six years now, which is hard to believe uh, in and of itself. But uh, it's, it's, I think, high time that I start just Cold calling some of my friends in the industry and, and putting them on the spot and, and doing something that might look like a, a live uh, daily show, depending on what's trending and, and what new features are, are actually getting released. Um, so, next week we got a, an interview with Brock Pierce. I'm going to be at ETH Denver and we'll be huddling up with a, a number of folks there, I'm sure. Um, uh, because, you know, we, as much as we love so many of the podcasts that have hit the market more recently, Um, Something a little bit more informal probably works for someone like me because I'm I'm always going to have a face for radio and um, I I don't think that I would be able to sustain the the, the rigorous in-depth interviews that some of these other guys do. Comments on Peter Todd's claim that 1% BTC inflation is necessary to ensure chain security from Vinny Live. Um, so this is an interesting one. It's obviously loaded. I you know I think peter um, was was one of the folks out of the core bitcoin uh, developers and and I'm sure someone will correct me if if I'm misattributing this. but um, in the early days, you know he and and I actually think a number of others um, believed that the Bitcoin inflation rate um, trending to zero was actually a mistake. That if they, if, if you know Satoshi and the community could go back and, and kind of start things from scratch, they would have um, allowed for some long tail inflation, just so they weren't taking such a risk with the migration from a uh, in, a seniorage uh, market where mining rewards uh, are, are you know what really drives some of the incentives to to the fee market, which is very much uh, an uncertainty. But um, I I tend to agree with that. Um, just because, uh, to me, as long as Bitcoin uh, or whatever winning money uh, is has a lower inflation than what we're currently used to in, in fiat regimes, then that's okay, right? It, it's it's still uh, controlled inflation, right? You wouldn't be able to create a global uh, currency, I don't think, and and get buy-in for inflation above some you know, num- some arbitrary number, call it, you know, 2-3 percent anyway. Uh, I feel like there's a, a natural equilibrium that the market could hit at some point uh, regarding inflation that's uh, north of zero and, and sub 3 percent. That would work just fine. And it would cycle out, you know, old coins, it would make sure that the um, the the money supply was, was you know, not fixed and, and you didn't have someone like Satoshi that just someday owns, you know, uh, Ten percent or five or, percent, or uh, rather, of, of the fully diluted money supply, um, and then can pull the rug out from the global economy uh, overnight. So I, you know, I I can't remember exactly Peter's comments, but I, I tend to agree with that. All right, pump it up. Okay, uh, this is the, all right. I'm 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 not Anthony Pompliano. He's uh, he's he's obviously a friend, and, and we got a lot of respect for what he does on uh, on off the chain. But but come on, guys. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's let, at least give me a shot to, to talk without you know, me having to see to the moon memes and the virus is spreading in, in my mansions here. All right. Uh, no audio on desktop. Uh, really bad experience on desktop. You know, uh, Buck, I, I don't control Twitter's product team. I think everybody that's been active on Twitter for the last decade, uh, thinks that they could run product at Twitter um, and, and have, have commented as, as such, but uh, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, this seems to be working uh, somewhat loosely, so I, I will make sure that if you DM me, we'll, uh, we'll get you an audio and, uh, and a link to the replay. What's the most requested feature Masari um, is being asked to do that we do not think that we will integrate, how come? um So th- this, is a, this is a really good question. I think um, you know when um, when Dan and I first uh, started Masari, you know he had kind of launched the, the beta for OnChainFX, and uh, in the 1.0 he had scam flags uh, and and actually listed assets that, that he believed were, were fraudulent or, or had you know a ton of red flags uh, associated with them. And we decided to kill that, at least temporarily because we just thought it was too arbitrary um for us to kind of make that judgment call and and depending on who you talk to in crypto uh everything is a scam uh or you know nothing (laughs) is right and and everywhere in between so uh instead what we wanted to do is we wanted to you know create this disclosures registry and and give any team the opportunity to be forthcoming about certain you know structured standardized information um, and ultimately, open that up to the Commons for for kind of peer review if if people were being deceitful. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, rather than bringing back scam flags or, or possible scam flags or slapping a rating on uh, any of that, these assets, which which seems like laughably, you know, absurdly premature, given that these are all speculative investments. Um, we're probably going to just try to focus on on benchmarks and, and rankings and filters right now, and people can make their own judgment call if it's a red flag uh, that you see a, a billion-dollar market cap coin on on coin market cap, but uh, maybe it only has $10,000 of daily volume or, or 99% of the supply is held by the founders, you know, things like that. Um, I think a lot of that stuff can come out in the wash and and so we what we will do is we'll start benchmarking that and make it a little bit easier to sort and and kind of see the standard deviations of uh, how far off the mark uh, some of these assets are on a relative basis. Good question. What is the plan for Masari's homepage over the next year? Ooh, Uh, It's not so much the next year that you should be on the lookout for but uh, just a just a few weeks here we're gonna have a pretty uh, amazing upgrade. Uh, our, our head of design, uh, Faye, has been cranking away with our, our engineering team and uh, I think people are going to love what we have next. Uh, it, it really does a better job elevating the breadth of, of both contents and um, uh, the, the types of data uh, that our team and, and our community has been able to contribute so far. So stay tuned for that, um, but we, we did, uh, you can probably get a sneak peek of, of where things are going if you go to the site and search, because um, we implemented a lightning fast search. that can surface a lot of information about companies, projects, people, uh, you name it. Um, so check that out if, if you wanna let your imagination run wild. We got a lot more coming. Bull Run, yes. Uh, at some point in the future, there will be another Bull Run. Uh, I just have no idea when it's gonna be, uh, so I'm prepared for a long winter. That's why I got the beard. XRP fan here, but enjoy your work. Good job, Ryan. I think the sky is falling, but thank you very much, Railroad at MI, uh, appreciate that. And you know, I, I, I have been pretty uh, vocal, I'd say, about the XRP Army and about Ripple, the company's, uh what what I feel is is lack of transparency or, or even transparency theater if we're gonna be blunt. Um I think that there's a lot of hand waviness and, and a number of baits and uh and switches. But um X current from Ripple is a very interesting product and they've made a lot of inroads with banks. So I kinda of think of them as the the Jekyll and Hyde of crypto. Um but I would love to see, you know, more applications of the XRP ledger beyond just uh Essentially serving as an ongoing funding mechanism for for one of the Silicon Valley companies that's created it. When is the unqualified opinion podcast returning? Uh, interview with Arjun was fantastic. Arjun is uh, brilliance, um, so uh, that was that one was a lot of fun to kick off with. You know, um, we I think are probably going to go all in on Periscope and some of these more informal um, methods of, of communicating, just because my schedule is always so. Uh, far in flux, and, and I think everybody on the team is you know kind of in the same point. It's it's tough to pin us down. It's tough to do live in person interviews. But if you check out our Periscope or my Periscope at two-bit Idiots, um, or if you scroll through our feed uh, from yesterday, you'll see that I did a half hour uh, live broadcast with Bobar Heights at uh, at Abra Global, which was the first uh, I guess you could say return of unqualified opinions and, and the podcast. We will try to convert those into podcast format for your. Your morning or evening commutes, or uh, any downtime that you might have, Rick Burton, uh, uh, just fishing for compliments, man. What teams do you respect the most? I respect Rick and the team uh, that he's assembled at, at Balance uh, quite a bit. They've they've ground out a, a, a lot of good progress and uh, a really slick UI uh, for their for the mobile app. So really excited to to play around with that. Um, other team, you know, I think as a blanket statement, you know, this is probably goes no su- surprise, but um, I like the teams that are you know heads down, and have actually built communities that are using their product, which is you know kind of a novel, novel concept in, in crypto. Um, you know, a couple of the uh, underfollowed teams that I think are, are going to make a, a, a you know, I think that people in the community like know and appreciate, um, but that still somehow managed to stay under the radar, um, are the uh, the folks over at Zeppelin. Um, the Aragon team, uh, I've got a lot of respect for. Uh, there's there's a ton of teams. Uh, I'll mention, you know, over at Consensus uh, because I was an entrepreneur residence there uh, that I think are, are doing really great work. Uh, and I also bring it up because I know that they were uh, kind of shit on unnecessarily uh, towards the end of last year with, with some of the restructuring news. So um, yeah, there's there's probably too many to count. Um, MakerDAO is has uh, built, I think, one of the killer apps for for open finance, and 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 um, I've been very very skeptical of, of stablecoins in general, but that is one project in particular that seems to have legs and and a a real healthy groundswell of, of community and investors uh, that are bullish about it, uh, and I think that's powered. Uh, a ton of open finance applications from, you know, lending like Dharma and, and Compound, um, derivatives like DYDX, and 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 that's going to be a, a massive trend in, in the years ahead. Um, but I'm sure that list is probably uh, a lot longer than just the ones that I mentioned. Podcast recommendations within crypto, by the world, and in general, um, I think it depends. It depends on the the specific interview, right? Uh, I, I can't say that I listen to any crypto podcast religiously, um, just because I, I tend to get most of my information from from Twitter and kind of what's trending there. So if, if Pop has a great interview or Laura Shin has a great interview or, or, you know, Meltem and Jill have a great interview with the new podcast that they just launched um, and I hear about it and people, you know, kind of recommend like, hey, check this out, then, um, then I'll, I'll obviously check it out. But uh, otherwise, uh, I, I don't know that there's anyone that I subscribe to and, and listen to religiously. But I'm very much hoping that uh, this mini vignette type of live uh, interview that, uh, that we're experimenting with becomes your daily dose of crypto. What do you think about NFTs? I'm probably going to do a much longer piece and discussion about uh, NFTs in the uh, in the weeks ahead. Um, I think they've got a lot of hype. I think the tech is, is super interesting. Um, we haven't really seen any l- legitimate killer applications just yet. Um, I don't know when exactly we'd see those, but I'm, I'm a strong believer in that someone's gonna figure out how to uh, make some really interesting markets in, in you know, NFTs in particular, or nifties, uh, if that's been trademarked yet. Which coin is checked the most on on on-chain effects or even better, give a top three? That's a really, really good question. Um, I will have to mention that in the next show. Maybe I'll do another one of these next Friday. Uh, So we've got plus, minus. Gleach, Catherine should do more podcast things. Her voice is wonderfully hypnotizing. I agree with that. Um, Like I said, I can only... Fix so much of what you see here. Um, I try to make myself look presentable. Look, I'm never going to sound as good or look as good as Catherine. So uh, you know, you just have to, you just have to deal with this for right now because right now she's studying for the New York State Bar Exam. Uh, so Catherine, uh, will, will be back soon, but uh, and we miss her here. But it, uh, it's it's going to be a few more weeks. So stay tuned. Need a number of SEC filings column. Uh, well. Uh, I'm not going to touch that one. Do you think anyone is going to come out with a basket of projects on your registry? I'd buy that. Um, well, we're not going to make investment recommendations on, on what's on the registry or, uh, or or not because there's a lot of projects that we're speaking with that are, are trying to figure out structurally uh, how they can participate, um, but it's a little bit trickier because uh, maybe they've wound down the entity that sold the tokens. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd stay tuned and, and, you know, let's see uh, how some of these projects do relative to each other in terms of raw transparency. If I were a betting man, which I am, I would put more money on the teams that are being uh, radically transparent than the ones that are being a little bit hand wavy and, and deferring just to their website or, or outdated materials. Uh, ODJ, uh, this is a really long one. It must be a Russian bot because it says "We love you." Thank you, though. Are you inappropriate, man? Okay. Yeah. Now we're now we're getting the the bots in here. Okay, this one's loaded. Uh, what are your thoughts on BitTorrent's token and Tron's money printing schemes? Well, we would uh, we'd love to include them on the registry and see how transparent they actually want to be. Uh, and and you know measure some of the things that that you know they claim to be true uh, think about how they're issuing their supply and, and ultimately selling it on the open market and uh, and then letting the community question any claims that they might put forth and, and challenge them and, and you know throw the throw the red flag if uh, if, if they're doing anything overtly fraudulent What data do you wish you had access to to take your analytics to the next level? I, I kind of think that our team has pretty good access to data right now. So uh, that one's not on my top list of concerns. All right, we got time for about two more questions here because I said I was going to try to keep it to a half hour. But we will definitely uh, do this again. So if you wanted to ask a question we didn't get to it, we'll uh, we'll, we'll come back to this maybe next week. What's the plan around standardizing metrics for measuring market cap, et cetera? Who are you partnering with? Uh, so I, I generally think that uh, consortium-driven uh, standard setting is a road to nowhere. Uh, it takes forever uh, to get people in line and herd cats. It is a nightmare. Uh, it it tends to be very you know regulatory driven. Uh, all of these things are are things that frustrate me immensely, and and so we've. Uh, intentionally uh, worked with a number of, of groups uh, that are on the policy and, and regulatory side and, and thinking about standards carefully and doing that coalition building, which is important. But our approach with our own methodology has been to go full throttle, uh, put out uh, something that we believe in, and then uh, help to illustrate, you know, maybe the power of, of some of the methodologies that we're outlining, a perfect example of which is liquid supply and, and the report that we put out with XRP a couple of weeks ago. Um, rather than debate what market cap is or what you know liquid supply is or, or how we should treat uh, different buckets of assets with a group of 10, we just threw it out there uh, and, and have tried to actually outline how we're thinking about inflationary, uh, programmatic inflation, programmatic deflation, Founders tokens, community tokens, and, and you know, the different sub-components of, of each of those. Because you can you can, really can break down supply algebraically and into different buckets. Some of them are estimates and forecasts, they're known unknowns, and then others are actually known knowns because they're either historical data or we have first-party disclosures from the teams that are actually selling the tokens, uh, which is the, the primary reason for, for booting up the Masari registry. All right, what do you look for in new hires? Uh, Insane engineering skills. So if you're a developer, please apply, and we'll get you in touch with our engineering team. Thoughts on Jack Dorsey hyping up BTC over the last week? All right, I'm gonna end on this one because I think that was the highlight of a lot of people's weeks. Um, I think anytime that you have the founder of the go-to FinTech, application perhaps for, for millennials and uh, the founder of the platform on which most of crypto's conversation takes place go all in on Bitcoin and and uh, know that he is an investor in lightning which is the primary scalability solution for Bitcoin it is a massive win uh, on a, from a marketing standpoint and, uh, and and I think Jack's enthusiasm is going to have a, a ripple effect. Uh, throughout Silicon Valley long term, uh, along with many of the other long term bulls on Bitcoin and and not just Bitcoin, but but crypto in general. So uh, Jack seems to be a little bit more of a Bitcoin uh, maximalist or majoritarian, as I I refer to myself. But uh, it's only good news uh, to have him in our camp. So thank you, Jack. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, followers. We'll see you next week. Cheers.